it's a rainy <clears throat> Friday here in the Big Apple, and I really wasn't going to do another show this week. I was going to wait, perhaps ponder over the weekend what we were going to do for Monday's podcast, but the idiocy that abounds just compels me to comment on it. So I really had no choice. And of course, the idiot I'm referring to in this particular case who prompted me to do a broadcast, of course, is the head man, the man of the hour, the man who's the only one who doesn't know that he's out of it completely because he is out of it completely, and that would be the President of the United States, Mr. Joseph Biden. Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Dury, and welcome to another episode of the Jamie Dury Show podcast. If you've not already done so, please subscribe to the show, and you can do so in one of a number of ways. You can either go to the iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, search out the free Podbean app, look up the Jamie Dury Show, and subscribe that way. Or simply use your native podcast aggregator app available in either of those two uh, app stores and just subscribe to The Jamie Dury Show directly. Either way, you'll be able to leave reviews, comments. You can always email me at jamiedury1776 at gmail.com if you have a question or a topic suggestion that you'd like me to cover, and we welcome it. Please give us a good review. Share us with your friends and family and encourage them to listen. The more listeners we get, uh, the more listeners we will get. The faster the show will grow. It'd be almost uh, exponential in its growth rate. So what did uh, Sleepy Joe have to say today that just staggers the mind? You know, the history of the country is being distorted in school. You're not being told the truth And kids really don't understand how the government of the United States was set up by the very, very brilliant founding fathers. In fact, I was just talking to someone yesterday who was a very smart man, but he was several years younger than me. And he did not know that up until about 100 years ago, the American people didn't elect the U.S. senators. Did you know that? The senators were elected by the state legislatures. I spoke about this the other day. That's why there are two senators for every state, regardless of population, because their job has nothing to do with representing the population. The House of Representatives is the people's house, and that's why the distribution of the 435 members of the House of Representatives varies depending on the distribution of the population. As more people go to certain areas, congressional representation shifts as a result of the decade census. For instance, when I was looking at the 1980 presidential election between Ronald Reagan <coughs> excuse me, and Jimmy Carter, New York had something on the order of 38 electoral votes. Now it's got 25, because people are fleeing the state. And uh, there's a reason why the House runs every two years, because they wanted the American people, by they I mean the founding fathers, to have a way to put a hedge or a roadblock in front of the president if he got too powerful or 
drifted too far afield. That's why his term of office is four years. You can't get rid of him except for impeachment. And so two years in, if he's going a little bit off the rails, you've got the House of Representatives to slow him down. The Senate is representing the state legislatures. Now, that would be a good thing if it was still happening today because most state legislatures in this country are red. So the state legislatures would be appointing Republican or conservative senators. Now you've got the will of the people uh, expressed in an area where they wasn't supposed to be expressed. They're only supposed to be representing the states as sovereign entities because every state, regardless of population, as a sovereign entity of this union, is on equal footing with any other state. Vermont has no less say than California, and California has no more say than Vermont, even though it's only about a half a million people living in Vermont, and there's 30-some-odd million living in California. So when the midterm elections happen, usually the party in power in terms of the White House loses seats in the House, and that's because maybe they don't like what's going on or they want to hedge on the power of the executive, but usually that's the way it's taken. But not Sleepy Joe. He has now proclaimed, against all logic, that if the GOP winds up taking the House, the American people have made it clear they expect Republicans to work with me. No, they don't, Joe. They expect Republicans to stop you because you're a freaking idiot and you're a thief. Do you ever wonder how somebody can work for the government for 50 years, never have a job, be in Congress, be in uh, local offices, be in the Senate for all those years, and have four beachfront properties all on a government salary? How does this work? Unless, of course, you're taking bribes or you're using your influence to get your son's jobs they should never have, and then get them paid off and take a kickback from your own son. Uh, Because anybody like Sleepy Joe, who would call his son Hunter, one of the finest men he ever knew, a crackhead, a man who got a prostitute pregnant and had to be sued for the paternity rights, um, a man who smokes crack, on a regular basis, a man who had an affair with his dead brother's wife while he himself was still married to his own wife, the mother of his children. This man is beneath contempt. He's a scoundrel. Anyone who would defend him is a fool. Now, I can understand a father, I'm a father, not having the heart to drop the boom on his son. There are many things you could say. You know, my son is a troubled young man. I'm trying to get him the help he needs, but I love him. He's my son. If he had said that, I wouldn't be criticizing Joe Biden because I think any parent would say that about their child. But when you have an absolute scoundrel for a son like this, the one thing you can't say is that he's the finest man you ever knew or one of the finest men you ever met, one of the smartest men you ever met. You can't say things like that because it just reveals you to be an idiot. And now to make the statement that the people have voted against him by trying to flip the House means that they want people to work with him, well, that just, it's not even worthy of comment. It's just just pathetic. It really is. It's just pathetic. It just shows the depths to which this man's mental capacity uh, has slipped. But um, the Democrats did a little better than people thought they did, but not everywhere. 
A lot of people like to jump on Donald Trump and blame him. But as I explained yesterday, he endorsed about 183 candidates in state, federal, local elections, and 174 of them won. So I can't say that he was ineffective, and neither can anybody else say that he was ineffective. He was very effective. Uh, The size of the rallies he gets shows that people still are very much enamored with Donald Trump, and they wonder if anyone else can stand up to the problem. And there are many people in the Republican Party, not the voters, talking about politicians with a vested interest, people who are part of the swamp, uh, the rhino Republicans that say Trump is divisive, we need something. He's the only one that will stand up to it. What we need are term limits, and we need a return to the constitutional mandates. With the change that amendment in the Constitution that allowed uh, people to vote for the Senate, we have to get back to what the Founding Fathers intended. But even if we can't, the phenomenon that I identified in yesterday's show uh, may very well do it for us. As the population shifts and moves around in response to the blight created in these democratically controlled blue states, uh, the distribution of congressional uh, representation is going to fall more heavily in the red states. And the bulk of the states in in this country, ladies and gentlemen, are red. You look at the map and you'll see red. Outside of the Northeast, Corridor, the coasts, you know, California, uh, Oregon, Washington, uh, New York, Massachusetts, all the heartland states, Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, Indiana, Nebraska, Kansas, Alabama, you name it, the Kentucky, the bulk of the states in this country are red. So with the population of states like Texas and Florida and other places growing, as people flee the blue states, red Republican influence is going to be more apparent at the federal level. So many of these successes that the Democrats have had and that they're, that they're hawking as great achievements are not because more people are gravitating to their philosophies or gravitating to their states. It's because people have left their states. What few red voters there are have left their states. And so what's left is a very blue state. The red states have gotten redder because of an influx of voters. The blue states, however, have gotten bluer now because of an exodus of voters. So their influence in the national scheme, the national scene, is going to diminish. One such place where this phenomenon is, is very plain to see, is in the state of Michigan. Now, you recall they wanted to whack that governor up there, wacky Gretchen Whitmer. There was a plot to assassinate her with these lockdowns. And she got reelected. It must be the only people left in Michigan are the people who like being locked down. Most people who didn't want to be locked down have long since left. So Gretchen Whitmer is reelected as governor. The school board, the crazy school board, uh, was predominantly re-elected, reflecting this lunacy. Let me just read this article from the, uh, some sections of this article from the Epic Times, which quotes exactly what happened. Um, from the publicly elected State Board of Education to the boards of trustees of three universities, the November 8th election put Democrats even more firmly in charge of education policy in Michigan. That's right, because any parent that objected to the education policy has taken their children and their families and left. 
Voters filled every one of the statewide elective education positions on the ballot with a Democrat. Despite a robust conservative parental rights movement at the grass level that carried 48 of its candidates to victory in local school school board races, two Democrats captured the two seats that the eight-member state board of education had on the ballot this year. Board Vice President Pamela Pugh, an outspoken advocate for the liberal educational agenda of equity, diversity, and inclusion, as well as teaching the principles of critical race theory, was reelected for another eight-year term. The other state board seat was won by a Michigan State University associate music professor, Mitchell Robinson, a Democrat. Now, the Republican candidates, Tammy Carlone and Linda Lee Tarver, each mounted aggressive campaigns for advocating parental rights, improved test scores, etc. Carlone was a certified public accountant and a member of the Daughters of the American Revolution. That is a branch, by the way, of the American Legion. Uh, pledged that if she if elected, she would stop the Marxist, uh, Marxist indoctrination of students and the teaching of what she calls perverse, se- uh, perverse sexual ideologies. Now, Tarver, the other Republican candidate, Linda Lee Tarver, is an African-American businesswoman, so she knows what time it is because she's in business, not working for the government. She's a former member of the Michigan Civil Rights Commission. She has been a sharp critic of the Detroit public schools for openly embracing critical race theory because she knows it's a load of crap, and of the United States Justice Department for equating concerned parents with domestic terrorists. Now, one of the big issues that uh, came up in the campaign was when the state superintendent of education, Michael Rice, came out in defense of teacher training videos that taught that in certain circumstances, a teacher need not notify parents of things pertaining to their child's sexual orientation, gender identity, or even if the student was contemplating self-harm. Let me tell you something. If I ever had a teacher hide from me the fact that my child was contemplating self-harm, and then my child went on to harm themselves, and I found out that this teacher knew about it, and I don't care what goddamn reason it was, chose not to tell me, I'd hunt that son of a bitch down, male or female, no matter what it took, no matter how far I'd have to go. Who the hell do these people think they are substituting their judgment for the judgment of the parents? But you see, when you look at these races in places like Michigan, you can't look at them and say, oh, the people, the people, they're for the Democrats. No, the appropriate way of saying this, ladies and gentlemen, and framing this is the people who are left are for the Democrats, not the people as a whole. The people of this country as a whole are not in favor of critical race theory. They're not in favor of secrets being kept from parents regarding sexual orientation, gender identity. They're not in favor of any of this. Not in any way, shape, or form. They're not in favor of tranny story time with drag queens coming out and reading stories to the kiddies. They're not in favor of any of these things. You are led to believe that this is what the American people want because it's all the news media talks about. Anything that's counter, you don't hear about it. That's why you hear about 
gun violence, uh, if it takes place in a school or if more than three people are shot, they characterize it as a mass shooting. There are not that many of these cases nationwide, but every case that they get, they give a disproportionate amount of coverage to. So you get the impression that there's a lot more of them than they are. You never hear, or almost never hear, of the numerous cases throughout this country where law-abiding citizens who own guns have used guns to defend themselves against people breaking into their homes or keeping people out of their homes. That you don't hear, because they don't want you to know that having a gun might be a very good thing and a very safe thing, because that would only encourage people to buy more of them, and they don't want anyone to have them. Now, if you are too afraid to own a gun, you don't want to own a gun, I'm not going to make it a law that you have to own one, but mind your damn business. If other people want one, that's their Second Amendment God-given right. And the Founding Fathers codified that right in the Constitution. But the lunacy just abounds on the left. We saw it here in New York. We have Governor Kathy Hochul, who was never elected to anything, and she wins re-election. But you'll notice, even with this mass exodus, with a lower Republican constituency in New York, and a higher by proportion Democrat constituency. Kathy Hochul did not win by a great margin. She underperformed. She won by a lot less than any Democrat has won before. Usually in recent years, the minute the polls close in New York for the gubernatorial election, they declare the Democrat the winner within minutes. That wasn't the case this time. Wasn't the case at all. I think she won by 300,000 votes. That's a uh, skinny margin in New York for a Democratic governor. She lost Long Island in its entirety, only because wacky Westchester has now gone from a, a red county to a blue county. It's the suburbs of New York City. The liberals moving out of the city have infected the county. So now you have a bunch of idiots living in Westchester who voted for this insanity. And if the 300,000 people hadn't left New York, uh, she probably wouldn't have won. But I'm not going to bemoan that uh, because at least they're going to bolster the places they move to. It is sad to see New York go down the tubes. As I said the other day, this election has sounded the death knell for the state of New York. Uh, They're not going to be able to recover from this um, because I don't think you're going to encourage anyone to come back absent a Republican governor or someone that breaks us out of this uh, leftist slide that we're on. And now that she has won, the exodus of Republicans from the state of New York is only going to continue, which is going to skew the electorate in terms of the state complexion um, even more, making it virtually almost mathematically impossible for a Republican to win unless there are massive Democratic defections. And I don't see that because there is no middle-of-the-road Democratic Party anymore. Any Democrat who was a moderate uh, is an older American, and they're dying off. These young people who join the Democratic Party think that wealth is a sin. Um, they think that uh, everything should be free. They, they've just been not educated. They've been indoctrinated by a, a system that was supposed to educate them. So New York, in my opinion, is now finished. You're not going to get any help in the city of New York from Eric Adams. He's in over his head. Hochul is not going <clears> to <throat> reform the bail laws. She's the one that put bail reform in to begin with. It's just going to be a sewer. And there are people that are definitely going to leave. And the only reason why they haven't left immediately 
is they may have circumstances which prevent them from leaving in the very near short term, but within a few years they will, myself included. I have a son who's in high school. He's in a great high school. Um, when he graduates, we're all in agreement. My wife and I, my son, we're gone. We're leaving. We're leaving New York. One less tax-paying family. And it doesn't bother them at all because they're out there increasing the state's debt with these referendums they passed, this $4 billion in green um, projects they're going to engage in. Where are they going to get this money to pay it back? And then you have Hochul telling all the Republicans to leave. So good luck getting tax revenue from the welfare recipients. They're the ones who are increasing your tax bill. So it's not going to happen. Lastly, this phenomenon that I've been speaking about with uh, the redistribution of Republicans in different places. Now, it may not have affected Arizona yet. I don't know how many people moved to Arizona. Florida and Texas are by far the two most attractive states because of the employment opportunities when people move from the Northeast, and as well as the fact that after you've lived in the Northeast and had to pay these ridiculous taxes, both property and income taxes, you're looking for a place where your money's going to go further, and it's going to go a lot further in places like Florida and Texas where there are no state income taxes. But that notwithstanding, we see that the state of Arizona uh, is not as blue or purple as people want you to believe. Um, I know people think that Joe Biden won Arizona, and that's the official result. But as I reported uh, a couple months back, Freedom of Information Act requests on mail-in ballot totals that came in just in Maricopa County alone show that over 20,500 ballots came in within the first two days after the election, and nothing received after 7 p.m. on Election Day was supposed to be counted. And only 934 of those ballots were counted. So when 19,500 ballots that should never have been counted were counted in a state where the margin of victory was only 10,500 votes, people have a right to question the validity of the election. Now, they're trying to do waylay us again in Arizona, but the GOP is betting that this lead that Kathy Hobbs has right now is a mirage because there were a lot of Republicans who didn't trust that their mail-in votes would make it. And even though they were going to mail them in, they wound up handing them in at the polling places on Election Day. And because they weren't early votes, they weren't yet counted. So there's almost 350,000, 400,000 votes in this category have not yet been carried, uh, counted. So Arizona, I'm going to read you another, uh, some pull quotes from an article here in the Times. Arizona Republicans <clears throat> have doubled down on their conviction that the more than half a million ballots yet to be counted in the state will hand them the governorship and potentially the Senate seat too. The last few batches added to the vote tally have split slightly for the Democrats, but Republicans remain convinced the upcoming batches will tell a different story. Now, as of 11 o'clock on November the 10th, it was yesterday, Katie Hobbs, the Democrat Secretary of State and candidate for governor, was leading Carrie Lake by six-tenths of a percentage point. Mark Kelly, the Democrat senator defending his seat, was five point six points ahead of Blake Masters, the Republican nominee. So the final results of these elections 
depend on hundreds of thousands of early voting ballots that were actually handed in at the polling places on election day instead of being mailed or put into a drop box. Now, the Republicans are arguing that those ballots predominantly come from people who mistrust the Postal Service and drop boxes, and that such people are mainly people who vote Republican. According to GOP official Harmeet Dilhan, who was speaking on Fox News to Laura Ingram on the Ingram angle, quote, that wasn't enthusiasm for Katie Hobbs. Those were Carrie Lake voters. Most of the remaining votes will come from Maricopa and Pima counties, which President Joe Biden won in 2020 by 2.2 points and 18.7 points, respectively, against Trump. This time, Hobbs leads in Maricopa by 4.5 and in Pima by 19.8. But again, and uh, also, and Kelly has a, um, an eight and a half point advantage in the first and 25.2 in the second. But again, these leads are from the votes that have been counted so far, which included, because Maricopa and Pima are more democratic, which includes a, a disproportionate reflection of Democratic voters, because a very substantial amount of Republican voters didn't go to vote on Election Day and didn't trust that they could mail their ballots in. So the Republican vote, the GOP is arguing, really hasn't been fully manifested yet and will only be so after these ballots are counted. So this phenomenon um, about redistribution of population in the country is very, very real. And if Carrie Lake wins the Republican governorship of Arizona, I consider that more than significant because Arizona is going to be a battleground state again in 2024 in the presidential election. There's going to be attempts at chicanery in the 2024 presidential election, just as there was in 2020. And it would be nice to know that we have a Republican governor who's going to look over this stuff and put a stop to it. Take action if need be. And ensure that the election is fair. Because I'm convinced that if it was fair, that if those late votes were never counted, Joe Biden would not have won the state of Arizona. And I think a lot of you believe that as well. So, I just had to give you that update. Uh, I wasn't planning, I said, on doing a show today. But I, I thought I needed to comment on those few things. And so I decided to uh, tune in. So, as it stands right now, I'll give you that last-minute update. According to the U.S. Senate results, the Democrats have 48 senators. They're supposedly plus one seat. The Republicans have 49 senators. They're minus one seat. You need 51 for a majority. So we have to look at what happens in that Senate race in Arizona. And we really have to look at what's going to happen uh, in that Senate race, that runoff race in Georgia between that wackadoo, Warnock, and uh, Heisman Trophy winner and gridiron hero, Herschel Walker. And I'm really pulling for Herschel Walker. In the House, we currently have 195 Democrats with seats. That is a loss of seven for them. The Republicans have a pickup of seven seats. They have 210. 
you require 218 for a majority. So there are eight more uh, seats that have to go the Republicans' way. Uh, I'm very hopeful that that will swing that way, but it certainly looks like the Democrats are certainly not going to have a majority. So that's how it stands right now. So enjoy the weekend, everybody. Uh, Stay dry if you're up here in the Northeast with me, and I hope to see you all on Monday. For the Jamie Dury Show, I'm Jamie Dury. 